May that be a prayer for us this morning. May they know we are Christians by our love, because that is not always what uh, the religion of Christianity is known by, and we're going to get into that today, so it's a good segue into uh, the Sermon on the Mount. We are in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, but we're also going to look at Psalm 25, 6 through 7. So um, if you guys would pray this, our Matthew prayer that's on your song sheet with us, and then we'll uh, get into the text. Our Father, we thank you for this wise picture of Christ's life. Please reveal it to us deeply through your Holy Spirit. Teach us to listen well, learn well, and to live out that knowledge. Renew our sight, refresh our hearts, and grant our desire to seek and follow you. Jesus, help us live our lives for you. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And Psalm 25, 6 through 7 says this, Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of of your goodness. That can be a real honest prayer for us. Lord, remember mercy for us. Remember your mercy towards me, towards us as a group, towards us as humanity. Jesus has put this into our actions and he is saying to us now that we act in a way that is in accordance with his mercy towards us. That is, if we would like to receive mercy, then we act out the mercy that Jesus has bestowed on us. In order to act out in mercy, we need to experience the mercy of God for ourselves. Amen? We need to know this, learn this, live this out. Mercy is a super duper important uh, aspect to the kingdom of God. It's, it's very important. I'm not saying the other ones aren't, but this one seems to be all throughout Scripture. Mercy is desired. Mercy is something that God gives. It's not something that we can afford to ignore or move past quickly. It is from God, and God wants us to then pass it along to other fellow human beings here on earth. If there is anything in us that wants to be a good person, which just basic standard good person, then you know what's required? Mercy. Mercy is required. Not only to be good, but it's also what the Lord requires of us. Right? Micah 6, 8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? Act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. But even though it is a requirement, Jesus also told us that when we act in mercy... It is if we are doing it unto him, that we're doing acts of mercy unto Jesus. It is our act of service to Jesus to, sh- to show mercy to others. So if we want to know how to serve humanity and how to serve, if we, well, forget humanity for a second. If we want to know how to serve Jesus, then you know what we get to do? By acting in mercy to those that God has put in our midst. Merciful is who we are supposed to be as followers of Jesus. 
As we have this prayer here, teach us to listen well, learn well, and live out this knowledge, and God grant our desire to seek and to follow you, then he's saying, okay, I'm going to grant you this. Here's mercy. Live by it. I'm giving it to you, and I want you to walk it out. But even uh, uh, as Jesus told us that mercy is required, mercy is who we are supposed to be if we follow Jesus, then Jesus made this uh, many statements about mercy. Um, one, he was showing mercy and what it looks like. So Jesus tells us that if we see someone is hungry and we give them food, we do it as if we were giving to Christ. When somebody is sick or in prison and we visit them and show them mercy in this way, it's as if we were visiting Christ. If you see somebody naked, you show mercy, give them clothes, and you're giving clothes to Christ in that. If Matthew 25, 40, it says, and, and the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. You did it unto Jesus. And one more thing that Jesus said so that we can even take mercy more seriously. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 13. He said, go and learn what this means. Learn what this means. And that word learn is a lived out experience, not just cognitive. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came to call Uh, For I came not to call the righteous, but to sinners. So Jesus wants us to be merciful because he wants us to receive mercy. And I pray this, oh Lord, will you please remember us in your mercy. May we please extend that mercy out so that we may receive more and know that it will never run out. Because of Jesus in our lives, our sins are no longer remembered. Praise Jesus, right? Not saying Jesus agrees with everything we ever did. That's never the point of mercy. But our sins are remembered no mercy, or or no longer. And for the sake of God's goodness and His glory, towards us and towards our sins, they're no longer remembered. We're going to sing later on that the sins are as far as the east is from the west, He removes them from us. And this is mercy, and we need to receive it. And when we receive it, we'll know if we have it because we give it away. So if we're being really honest, we all miss the mark of perfection, right? We all sin. We all do this in many ways, in ways we can see, in ways that we cannot see. But just in the Beatitudes, we should feel, if we're walking with Jesus, we should feel some encouragement and some rebuke in every single one of the Beatitudes. Feel a little bit of conviction that we're not living exactly as Jesus would have us live all the time. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, sometimes I don't rely on Jesus at all. I just do my own thing. Blessed are those who mourn. Sometimes I don't care when something bad happens. I don't mourn with those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. You know what? I'm a pretty impatient guy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Sometimes I'm satisfied without it. This is just the way. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm all those things. It's just what we need to understand is that Jesus is ratcheting up this level and he knows that we can't do it. And so you know what he does? Gives us mercy. 
And we all do these things. Uh, we don't all do these things all the time. And in that, we need the mercy of Jesus in our life. Amen? We need the, Jesus' grace and mercy for us. We need our sins to be remembered no more. In fact, if we be real honest, we need Jesus to pity us. To look on us and just go, oh man. Oh man. All right, Scott, let's go. We need Jesus to feel uh, or we need Jesus to feel love and compassion towards us. We need Jesus to be tender for us. We need the desire that Jesus had for us. The desire that he says he wants us to live a better life and let me show you a better way. Why do you think this is why he wants us to learn mercy? And this idea of mercy, this is mercy. Again, it's translated, right? So English, it's we understand the word mercy, but it is a very tender thing. It's almost soft and gushy, a little bit uncomfortable. It's very loving, like loving, loving very, very much. It's very kind. It's very gracious. It doesn't just feel this way. Mercy also acts on the feelings just like Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. But this is also what is required of us that we pick up our cross and follow Jesus, and in that we'll show mercy. Mercy is an emotion of compassion, but not just the emotion. It leads us to the point of action as it did for Jesus. And mercy, like grace, is not always deserved. You don't have to agree with the person you're showing mercy to. That's never the point. It is extended because of the love that emanated from the one who showed us mercy. And that's Jesus Christ. But for us as Christians then, we in turn show mercy. And when we do, we're not tapping out of our own love. We're, we're being allowed the love of Christ to come into our lives to fill us. And then we act in mercy towards others and act out of the love of Christ for others. But now when we show mercy, it doesn't mean that we agree with all the actions that the person has done. It means that we extend mercy on them because we don't want them to endure the punishment, the affliction that is to come. That's what Jesus did for us. The wages of sin, the wages of missing the mark is death. Jesus died for us. We want to keep people from the pain of their mistakes just like Jesus wants to keep us from the pain of our mistakes. He'll discipline us. He'll correct us. But he also shows his mercy. We don't want people to suffer the consequences of their own actions. That's what this word mercy means. And this is what Jesus does for us. And he wants a better life for us. So you know what he does? He shows us mercy. And now he is asking us to then extend that mercy to others so that we may continue to receive mercy. Showing mercy doesn't mean that Jesus agrees with all our actions or deeds. Praise be to Jesus. He's trying to correct us. And when we show mercy, we're not saying that same thing. And that's because of love. Great love covers a multitude of sin. Perfect love covers a multitude of sin. And the type of love that Jesus has given, it, given us, if we can receive it, then if we receive it, we extend mercy as he re- extends mercy to us. And I don't think, I'll be honest with you, because I know most of us in here, it doesn't mean that we don't judge. But you know what it means? We allow mercy and love to win out over our judgment. 
This is what James 2.13 says. It says, for judgment, is with, uh, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy because mercy triumphs over judgment. And that's what we get to do in our own hearts. So we get to pray, remember your mercy for us, Jesus. If we are to receive mercy, then we need the humility to see that we need it. Blessed are the poor. The Beatitudes seem to be building on one another. We know that we are poor in the area of mercy, and we need Jesus' help to become more merciful so that we can receive the mercy that we desire, that full mercy from Christ. And we cannot survive as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, without this mercy of Jesus. So that means we cannot survive without extending mercy as well. For if we are merciful, we'll receive mercy. Mercy receives, uh, or, or re- mercy received, realized in humility, is not, it's received and it's realized that in humility, it's not our activity that saves us. It's not it are all these acts of mercy, but Lord, I did this in your name. And he can say to us, but I never knew you, depart from me. We realize our need for mercy. And if we realize our need, we're going to realize it in others. And then we're going to receive it from Jesus. And then we're going to give it away to others because acting in mercy is inviting us into the Jesus life, the Jesus way, the way that he wants us to live it. Jesus wants our life to be modeled after his. He's our example. He set a high mark for us and we get to walk in those ways. And as we are striving to be like Jesus, then we desire to grow in mercy because we know that we need it so desperately and so does this world. We pray in Psalm 25 that God would remember mercy for us. Amen? But we also need to pray that we don't forget it either. God, remind us of your mercy. We have received your mercy. It is now ours. We're thankful for that. And then those who, um, unless you go about forgetting that you've been shown mercy, if you forget about it, then you're not going to show mercy. But if you remember that mercy has been poured out on you, you know what's going to happen? We're going to pour out mercy. And I want each and every one of us to receive mercy and be merciful as we pour it out in this life. In fact, if, in fact, uh, if we act in mercy, then we use what we have in different ways. All our gifts, our, all our information, all our knowledge, all our even motives will go. And I'm going to take money, for example, because uh, throughout the entirety of Jesus' uh, ministry, he goes after money. Why? Because you can't serve money and Jesus at the same time. And money is such a tempting thing to worship. Money that is merciful is money that gives to the benefit of others. That's merciful money. Not saying you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family. That's not what that means. But it means that it works for the benefit of others. Merciful money is not selfish money. It doesn't just consume. It gives itself to action that will benefit persons regardless if they deserve it or not. Now, we can be wise with our money and not throw it away on people who don't care. That's not what this scripture is saying. We would uh, love for the recipient to be a good steward of the gift. Amen? However, that's outside of our control. 
That's not our issue. But just as uh, we can remember that we are not always good stewards of the mercy that we receive. We do not always act righteously with the mercy that we receive. Sometimes we squander some of it, don't we? We just ride on the coattails of God's grace and mercy. I'm not saying that this is right. I'm simply pointing it out to the reality lest we fall into self-righteousness. We get to give away because in regardless of what they do with it because that's what mercy does with their money. Jesus is going to talk a lot about money in the Sermon on the Mount in his ministry. He is trying to show us this whole other way of his kingdom. And it's not wrong to have money in the kingdom of God, but we use it for the benefits of others simply uh, instead of simply accumulating for ourselves. So as an example, we act with mercy with our money. Now you can take that and apply that to anything else that you have. Mercy also, though, has its enemies, and we're going to address some of them today. You guys can think, take notes, but mercy has enemies. And we need to submit to the mercies of Jesus. Submit ourselves, be underneath them, hide in them. And when we do, the proof of our submission will be that we are in turn merciful. If we do not give ourselves over to the mercy, then we will not have the fruit of mercy in our lives. And the fruit of mercy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, and that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, because mercy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. And when we act without mercy, and we still call ourselves followers of Jesus, then for us, it is Christianity, and it's a religion that is full of actions and words, duties and commandments, but never with a heart that seeks after Christ. Simply keeping the rules. The fruit of religion is pride. I'm better than you. Arrogance. I know more than you, so therefore this is what I'm deserved. Judgment without mercy. And self-righteousness. I deserve this because I follow Jesus. But the way of mercy is trying to teach us to live like Jesus, not like the fruit of religion. Mercy and religion don't go together. They don't mesh well. This is why Jesus spent all that time railing against the religious people of the day. Because religion is full of judgmentalism, superiority of thought, and a haughty attitude. Thinking much of one's opinions and or actions and the way that they think they keep everything nice and tidy without it letting them impact their hearts and their lives. Whereas true mercy points us, points us towards love, points us towards grace, forgiveness, and service in the name of Jesus. Mercy originates with Jesus' actions towards us. Religion originates in the performance of one's duties correctly. And again, we need to submit ourselves to the mercies of Jesus. It will be seen if we are able to submit to the mercies of Jesus because we will act in mercy. If we cannot accept mercy for ourselves, then we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to give it away. We need to give away mercy, which means we need to receive the mercy of Jesus and live out that mercy each and every day. If, Christian, if Christianity is just a religion for us, then it's a set of moral cords or rules that we follow. And if you don't want to give uh, 
mercy, then apparently you don't uh, think you need to based on the fact that you just follow the rules good enough. This is, happens all the time. Think about which description uh, applies to Christianity in America. Kindness, love, mercy, letting people, regardless of who they are, or uh, making sure everybody submits to the rules that I, I adhere to. Jesus is after our hearts, not only here, but in the entirety of the Beatitudes. He is not wanting us simply to follow a set of law or a set of rules. He wants our lives to look like his. And by the way, he kept the rules perfectly. And if we act in mercy, it will impact the way we live because it's not just a rule or a code. It's the Jesus life, the Jesus way as we look at it. And when we live in mercy, we will know it because the love of Jesus will flow from us towards others. We will live out mercy. And this is what Jesus desires for us. That if we live in mercy and not religion, he wants our hearts more than our moral obligation. Amen? We cannot be arrogant and give mercy. They don't go together. We cannot think that we are better than the one that we are extending mercy to because Jesus is, didn't do that towards us. Jesus is not, this, this is one of the great miracles. Jesus is not condescending towards us, even in his mercy, even in his pity. And therefore, we do not get to be condescending towards others. When we live in a position of needing mercy, then we give it away without that arrogance. We live like we need mercy. And we live out mercy in our actions. And to do that is to give it away. When we act in mercy, that we are able to see what we believe about God's love for us. Let me say that a little bit differently. You can see how... God's love, how you view God's love towards you through our actions of mercy. We need to be able to receive the deep, deep love of God, our Father, in our lives. Amen? And that is where this mercy comes from. It comes from His love for us. Mercy is not just a great and noble concept or idea. It comes straight from the heart of God our Father and His love for us. The type of love that sent His one one and only Son into this world, not to condemn the world, but to save us. Because He has mercy for us. The type of love that becomes sin for us, so that we don't have to know its full consequences. That's mercy. And if we want to be merciful, then we have to allow ourselves to be loved by God in this great and powerful way. I'm not saying there's no rules or ways with Jesus. There are rules and ways. He's laying them out for us. Here's one, act in mercy. Therefore, you'll receive mercy. We need to love the Lord God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind, and we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. We have limits that are good to live within. Amen? But even as we sacrifice, even as we serve, and there is a, like a, a righteous duty to serving Jesus, there is a steadfastness in that. But we also in that need to remember mercy as we want Jesus to remember and be merciful with us. Jesus desires mercy more than he desires that we do everything right and correctly. This is a powerful thought. He cares more about us receiving mercy and giving mercy because he had lived out mercy for us and for our lives. This is a big deal. He cares 
that we know that we are loved and that we act like it. So I have a question for us today. Do you want mercy or do you want religion? It's a fair question. Uh, and and let, me, let me say this. It's, I'm not like, it sounds like a judgy question, but I'm not judging because honestly, sometimes it's easier to live within rules when you know what's right and wrong, where you just kind of, you can go by prescribed things. And I'll ask it a little differently. Do you want to receive mercy and give it away towards others? Or would you rather live by and obey a construct of rules? I honestly believe that living by rules is easier. There's less gray area, that's for sure. There's less mystery. There's more uh, kind of earned behavior in religion with rules. But with rules, uh, you can learn them and you can impose them on others and you'll never have to die to self or pick up your cross with rules or live in a way that shows much mercy other than the kind of the dutiful mercy. Religious conversion, if we're going to be religious, then we only have to be converted once. One and done. We're done. Now, there is a time when we come and we meet Jesus, but this idea of mercy has to be lived out every single day with every person that we meet. Now, granted, we don't do this perfectly. That's why Jesus is our mercy for us. That's why he did it perfectly. Um, mercy doesn't compare ourselves to others. Praise be to Jesus. It doesn't measure, well, I'm more merciful than this person. That's not the way it does. Living out of mercy is a lifelong pursuit of giving and receiving. Mercy requires death to self and then is overflowing with love towards one another. One who is able to give mercy is able to receive mercy. I pray that for us. The one who is able to receive mercy knows that they are loved and lives in a way that they just want to reflect this love to others. I'll be honest with you. During this, I've really, really loved the Beatitudes. I want to grow in mercy. I really want God to change my heart, but I want him to change the heart. The name of this church is Grace and Mercy, which one time when we first planted the church, I told somebody that the name of the church was Grace and Mercy, and they said, they laughed at me. They said, you're not gracious or merciful. And it broke my heart. So then I probably added a tagline that said something like, grace and mercy, not who we are, but who we want to be. Sounds like me. That's what I would do. And you know what? By God's grace, we've grown in mercy over the last eight and a half years. But I would love for us all to desire mercy more than sacrifice. I would love for us all to desire mercy, to live out of mercy rather than religious duty. This has been my prayer for us this week, that we might be remembered in mercy. And that we might be able to have the fruit of mercy in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, please work your love and your mercy deeper and deeper into our lives. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love towards us. For they have been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or the transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. And let us be merciful. In Jesus' name, amen.